0: Last week we talked about the why of prayer, and we we talked about the fact that in the why of prayer, why we pray is because God wants to have a relationship with us, right? He wants to have a, a walking, breathing, living, friendship relationship with us. That's what God wants. So could you imagine, can you imagine if you had that kind of personal relationship with the Lord? Like the kind Adam and Eve enjoyed in the garden before sin? where God walked with you in the cool of the day, where God was a God of who he is, a God of, of celebration and a God of joy and a God of fun, the kind of God that just loves us because he made us in his image, the kind where you, are, you and God are just enjoying life together, walking together, not so serious together. Right? For some reason, because of sin, we, we got real serious about God. And, and in the church, we get very serious when we talk about prayer, and we talk about biblical things, but we really do serve a God of joy, don't we? I and mean, we serve a God who, who wants us to enjoy Him, and He wants us like to enjoy what He's created for us, and people are in search for joy all over the place, aren't they? I mean, we look for happiness, we look for joy, we look for peace, we look for all kinds of like self feel good type things all over the place in this world. We go all over looking to satisfy that need for joy and that need for to feel to feel okay. Like we search in lots of places, don't we? Like bars and nightclubs and pleasure type things and recreational things. And we get ourselves like we get ourselves, you know, as deep as we can into these things because we find fulfillment in them. Well, our God is a God of joy, and when it comes to true joy and true fun, the, the, the scriptures kind of read like like a fireworks display. Did anybody see a good fireworks display this week? Anybody go to City Park? Yeah, okay. Was it good? It's very good. All right. Cole, did you do fireworks today? This week, I mean? I mean, not today. You went to the what game? Royals game? They did fireworks at the end? The good ones, right? Not the ones that... McGruff said we can't do. Right. <laughs> right? The good ones. The good ones. Okay. Well, good, good. So as we read through the scriptures, like there's this like firework display of joy that we see in the scriptures. Not little fireworks, but like big ones, the real ones, the big ones. And summer reminds us, I think, of the to find joy and to find fun in the Lord, right? In the Lord. And that's the key to this all because we can go out and find like fake fun. In the world, but real fun and real joy only comes in the Lord. Not in worldly, fleshly, pleasure-type fun things. The kind that just satisfies our flesh, like that sinful nature that wants to crave, right? But like good, clean, godly fun. Eternal fun. The kind of fun that blesses God, that blesses others. The kind that leads to rejoicing. So I want to share with you real quick five biblical reasons for you. To celebrate and have fun this summer, okay? Five reasons, and then we're done. We'll go home and eat lunch. The first one comes to us in John chapter 15. John 15, you can go there if you want. We're going to just touch on this and read a scripture out of it. John 15, Jesus is talking about the vine and the branches. You recall that passage? And he's talking about how Jesus says, I am the vine, and my Father, he is the what? He's the gardener, right? So Jesus says, I'm like this main vine that came down, like jack and a beanstalk, this, this vine that came from heaven. And my father, he's the gardener. So he has a role, I have a role. So they have two separate roles. And Jesus is talking about this vine, that, that, that we are to remain in this vine, that, that in Jesus, that when we are attached to the vine, what happens? We bear fruit, right? That when we connect to Jesus, our lives will begin to bear fruit in us and then through us, right? And it will affect other people, won't it? Jesus says in that passage, in that section, John 15, he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. He says, and then he talks about that if any branches that are connected to the vine are unfruitful, what happens to them? They get the whack, right? They get pruned off and thrown into the fire. So, Vines connected, or branches connected to the vine that are not being fruitful are going to be cut off and thrown into the fire. So it's important that we are fruitful, right? So it's about remaining in Jesus. And as we remain in Jesus, as we walk daily in Jesus, like we share life with Jesus, like he first intended us to in Adam and Eve, to just enjoy his company, like to enjoy life, to enjoy what he created. To find joy in him, in in life. Here's what he says in verse 11 in that passage in John 15. It says this, I have told you, Jesus, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Just think about that for a minute, okay? Why all the fun and joy and celebration? Here's why, number one. Because his joy is in us. Okay, think about the joy of Jesus. What is the joy of Jesus? Jesus says, my joy is in you. Can you just imagine the joy that is in Jesus? What would that be like? What is that like, the joy of Jesus? What do you think that's like? What words come to mind? When you think about the joy of Jesus. Huh? Love, okay. Good. Other words? Peace. Somebody say peace, real quietly. Peace. Peace. (laughs) What else? Belonging. Belonging. Okay. Good. Good. Belonging. Huh? Content. Contentment. Contentment. Okay. Good. Right? No fireworks at my house. (laughs) No fireworks at your house. Oh, the other kind of fireworks. I see. I got you. Good. That's good. That's peace and. Unity and love happening there. Well, if you can imagine the joy of Jesus, or the joy that is in Jesus. I mean, that's an incredible joy. It's not joy of this world. It's a heavenly joy that is much deeper and much uh, richer than what we call joy. Like, we find joy, like I said, in a lot of things and stuff. But the joy that comes from heaven that is in Jesus is this eternal, glorious joy that we can't even imagine. And Jesus says, he says in these verses, he says that that my joy, that his joy, not the world's joy, not your joy, not anybody else's joy, but his joy, the joy of heaven that is in him, that it would be in you. And that because that joy is in you, it will be complete. Like it's, it's total. It's, it's full. It's, there's no, there's nothing more that you can have. It's more than enough joy. He says, my joy, the joy of Jesus that, that gives this sense of joy and celebration to our lives. God does everything big, doesn't he? I mean, everything he does is big. He does, he holds back nothing. Everything he does is rich and full and big. He sends his only son, right, to die for you. He didn't send someone else's son. He sent his only son, right, because he loves so big. And if God does everything big, then his joy in us is also big, right? It's bigger than we think. It's bigger than we live. It's bigger than we imagine. Remaining in Jesus, in John 15, this vine and the branches, remaining in Jesus produces, produces joy. That's what it does. It produces joy. In Psalms verse 28, or Psalms 28, uh, verse 7, here's what the scripture says. Number two, here we're moving on. The Lord is my strength and my shield. And the psalmist says, My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. What a great passage, isn't it? Isn't that an awesome passage? Just look at those words. The psalmist says. My heart. He's talking about his intellect, his will, the very center, the core of who he is. He says, here's what it does: it leaps for joy. It leaps for joy. Leaping, it's a leaping heart, a rejoicing heart, a heart that's full of this joy of God and of heaven. It wants to jump, it wants to have joy, it wants to exalt. The Lord, right? So why all the fun and joy? Number two, because He is our strength and He is our shield. That's why. See, knowing that He is your strength and your shield builds in us joy, right? We can be at peace. We can be at rest in knowing that His strength and His shield. We can trust, right? He is. He is here. He is with us. And in our in our prayer series, we saw that the heart, our heart anyway, is a heart of flesh, and it can't be trusted, right? Sometimes it's right, sometimes it's not, right? Isn't that right? I mean, sometimes you, you sense something in your heart, and it's right on, and other times you feel things in your heart, and you're way off. That's just the way the heart is. can't be trusted. can't be about our feelings, can it? Right? Our feelings are wishy-washy. They, they uh, respond to the world. They respond to our feelings, and they respond to emotion. But the trust in the Lord, in the word of God, that is unshakable. That can be trusted, right? So he says, he says in this passage, my heart trusts where? In the Lord. My heart trusts in the Lord. So not not on your own heart. We're not trusting in our own heart. He's trusting, the psalmist says, in a heart that has been trained to trust the Lord. And when we do that, when we trust in his shield of protection, when we trust in his strength, right, then our heart is filled with joy and it leaps. There's a sense of leapingness in our heart, right? The character and the qualities of God in us produce a leaping heart, a joyful heart, a joyful heart, right? Do you think we need more joy in this world, Jules? Yeah, absolutely, (laughs) we do. So if the world needs more joy, then maybe we need a little more joy. Maybe we are the ones who are to go out and spread more joy to the world around us, right? How, do, how are we going to do that? How do we do that? How do we spread joy in the world? How do we do that? Somebody tell me. One person at a time? That's a good start. How? One good act, one kind deed, one good smile. Right. By being founded and our source of joy coming from the Lord, right? When well, we're happy in the Lord not in what happens to us because bad things happen. Right? We all go through weeks, months, maybe years where things just go from bad to worse. Right? If we live by those things, we are in trouble. But if our joy is truly coming from the Lord, if it's coming our the Lord, he says, The Lord is my strength and my shield, not my my circumstances, not my possessions, not my house, not my family. None of that, because all those things are wishy washy. They come and go, they burn down, they rot, they fall away. They're perishable, right? Most all the things that we have on this world are going to perish one day. But the Lord, the strength that comes to the Lord will never end, right? Malachi, in the book of Malachi, Malachi the prophet wrote in chapter 4, verse 2, he says this, But for you who fear my name, right, whose trust is in the Lord, the Son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves let out the pasture." I mean, what a cool picture that is, right? Release a horse or a calf from its, from its pen, and what does he do? He goes out rejoicing because he's free, right? He's healed. He's free from, from being confounded, from being bound. He's free. So my heart, he says, leaps for joy. Sounds like a lot of fun to me, right? Sounds like a, f- a lot of fun to you, right, too? Luke chapter 2, here's our next one. The birth of Jesus. Do you remember that? Mary and Joseph, they go to the town of... Cole, what town do they go to? Thank you. Cole, I knew, I knew you'd come through, bro. That a boy. And then and, and, and there's Jesus. He's born in a manger. Good job, Jackie, by the way. Uh, he's born in a manger. And there's shepherds, right? There's shepherds, and they're out on the hillside, and they're tending their flocks. They're living in the fields nearby. And, uh, and an angel of the Lord appears to them. Remember the scene? The glory of the Lord shines around them. And the scripture says they are what? Terrified. They are terrified. We're not not quite to the passage yet. They are terrified, and to be terrified is the exact opposite of joy. right? Right? If you're terrified, then there's no joy present. Okay? Keep that in mind. Verse 10 says this in Luke 2, But the angel of the Lord that appeared to them that scared the daylights out of them, the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? So why? Why all the fun? Why all the joy as we move into summer that we need to be reminded of? Because number three, Jesus has come. The birth of Christ, the Savior of mankind has come to the world. And he says there will be great joy for who? All people. For everyone. That's you. That's you. That's me. And so God has a question for us this morning, and his question is this. Has Jesus' coming caused you great joy? Are you full of joy knowing that God sent his only son for you? Where's the joy if he has? Like if that has affected you, if that's impacted you, if that's changed your life in any way, where is the joy? Are you joyfully living your lives with the one who has come for you? So when we consider, when we consider like what the prophets did, and when we consider all of the ministry of Jesus, his teaching, his healing, his miracles, to show all of mankind who he is, the Savior of the world. And why? Why did Jesus do this? For the glory of God. And what's the overflow or the result of Jesus doing all this? Well, here it is, that there will be great joy for all people. Right? That you and I can be full of joy because God has not abandoned us, He has not left us alone, He has come for us, He sent His Son Jesus for you. If that doesn't put joy in your heart, nothing will. Right? If that doesn't put joy on your face, then I don't know what's going to, right? If knowing that Jesus has come for you, He died for you so that you would have salvation doesn't put joy in your heart and and cause you to live a life of joy? I don't know what will. There's nothing else really that will. We come to Luke chapter 12, verse 32. And uh, Jesus says, Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. This is just before he said, seek first the kingdom of God. Or just before he said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things. And his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. He says, Don't be afraid, little flock. Your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions. Give to the poor. Provide purses for yourself that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fail. Where no thief can come near or moths destroy. For where, he says, verse 34, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So why all the fun and joy? Because the kingdom of God is ours. (laughs) That's insane, isn't it? Like, the kingdom of God is ours. We we have been brought into a kingdom of eternity, of heaven. Like, if that doesn't put joy on our heart, because without that, we're stuck on a planet that is headed for destruction, right? That's where the planet is like this ball of fire just headed for hell, and God has come, and the kingdom of God now is ours. If that doesn't put a smile on your face, I'm not sure what will either. He He says in these verses, the Father... The Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. So not only should it create joy for you, but God is filled with joy to do this for you. Like, it it pleases God, it puts a smile on God's face to give you the kingdom, right? It pleases Him to bless you and to bless me. That's joy, that's a lot of joy, right? If, If that makes God happy, and we share in that happiness, then there's a lot of joy right there. It means means to approve, that he approves of what he gives us, that the kingdom is ours and God is good with that. Like he's glad to do it. He is well pleased at giving you the kingdom of God. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that people give you, right? There's a lot of things that we get or maybe even inherit, right? Cool things, lots of cool things. But you know what? they will all perish, every one of them, every one of them, or when you die, you're not going to take it with you, it's going to be given to somebody else, you're not going to keep it, but this gift that God is pleased to give us will never, will never go away. It will never perish. It is eternal and it is yours forever. Isn't that cool? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 says this. It is his good pleasure that he adopted us as his sons. In verse 9 of Ephesians 1 it says, it is his good pleasure to reveal to us the mystery of his will. And in, uh, when speaking of the cross in Hebrews, the writer says, Jesus said, for the, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. See, God is filled with joy to give to us the kingdom of God. So there's no need to fear, right? There's no need to fear. This, this makes God very happy and full of joy to give us his kingdom. And his joy, his joy, we just said, is in you. And his joy in you is complete. And then that insane? you have the kingdom. We have the kingdom. smart. Smile kingdom is yours. Thank you, Jack. Smile. Smile. need a smile on the back. Okay, I got a couple. Good, good. Okay. Finally, last point. Luke 15. Luke 15, Jesus is teaching on the lost sheep and the lost coin and the lost son. Remember the passage? And um, he's talking about these things that are lost and then became found. And then in verse 10 of Luke 15, Jesus says these words. He says, in the same way in the same way that a party broke out for a sheep that came home and a coin that was found and a son that made his way back home, Jesus says in the same way that a party broke out for those things, Jesus says, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels over, uh, of God over one sinner who repents. There is, when a sinner repents, like when someone gives their life to Christ, All of heaven breaks out in like this joyous rejoicing. That's insane, right? I mean, we can't like hear that, but could you imagine heaven when that happens? Can you imagine like being in this space where all these angels are going crazy because they're looking down on the earth and someone gave their life to Christ today? I mean, that's a lot of rejoicing, you know? I mean, that's, that's joy that's, that's unspeakable joy. That's like a joy that we can't even begin to fathom on this earth. We get excited when our team scores a touchdown, but that kind of joy just blows any other kind of happiness or joy away. So why all the fun and joy? Because, number five, because all of heaven rejoices, right? And if all of heaven rejoices, then we ought to be rejoicing as well. There ought to be a joy in our heart. The hope of salvation should bring to your life this great joy that that God has come, that there is hope for us, and that when we embrace that hope, when we embrace that salvation, we embrace Jesus, that should put this, this eternal joy in our heart that nothing should be able to steal away. Nothing. I mean, nothing should shake it, nothing should remove it, nothing should dampen it, nothing can water it down or, or extinguish it. It should, it should be such a powerful joy in your life that no matter what happens to you, you just, it just bounces off you. Because the joy of the Lord is so powerful in your life. Right? All these things that we know of God and what he has done for us. Like heaven sits on the edge of its seat, waiting for another soul to be reached on earth. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're the one that's going to set a party loose in heaven. Maybe it's a friend of yours or a neighbor or a family member that needs to come into a relationship with Christ and set a party loose in heaven. How cool is that? To, to know that we are a part. What we do on this earth for the kingdom of God is affecting what's going on in heaven. <laughs> like, like heaven is waiting for us to get out of our pews and go reach another person, right? So we rejoice with the angels. It sounds like a party to me. sounds like a lot of fun to me. So the Bible is filled with other passages of Scripture about reasons why we should rejoice, right? Mary said, Mary said when she, about the birth of Jesus, my soul rejoices in God my Savior. The apostles considered it joy when they were beaten for the cause of Christ. The religious leaders accused Jesus of being a glutton, a drunkard, and a partier, Right? Right? The early church broke bread with glad and sincere hearts. The disciples were filled with joy in the Holy Spirit. Paul said that the kingdom was about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And Peter talking, uh, talked about having an inexpressible joy filled with glory. I mean, the Bible from one end to the other is full of a joy that, that we as God's people should experience. And if it takes summer to remind us of these things, then praise God, right? It's going to be a hot, sizzling summer. Today, it's time for joy and fun in the sun. And here are five big reasons. His joy is in us. He is our strength and our shield. Jesus has come. The kingdom of God is ours. And because all of heaven rejoices, we can rejoice too. So how's the celebration begin for us? How does this how do we get in on this celebration, right? That's a good question. How do we enter into this party? This life of joy in Jesus. It all begins when you give your life to Christ. It all begins when you surrender, when you repent of your sin and you turn to God and you are baptized into Jesus and washed in the blood of Christ. That's how it begins. And maybe that's you today. Maybe that's what you need to do next. Maybe you need to enter into that party. Maybe you need to, in some way, enter into the fun and the joy that God has for his people. And so, the next time, didn't melt. Next time you see a beach ball. Next time you see a beach ball. Go forth and have some fun. Some godly fun. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We're so grateful, God, that you take simple things, little things, even a beach ball, and you remind us that you are a God of joy. You're a colorful God of fun who wants to walk with his people, move in our life, use us for your glory. God, but most of all, you just want to have a relationship with us, a friendship relationship with us that is, that is based on the truth of who you are but it's surrounded by a life of joy and fun because you're a God who conquers and in you we conquer too. So God, help us to to walk out of here with a smile on our face and joy in our heart and go go share that joy with the world. Help us to be the kind of people that impact the world around us in a positive way in a good way, whether it's at work or at the grocery store or at home, wherever we are. Help us, Father, to be joyful people filled with the joy of the Lord. We love you so much. Thank you for working in our lives. It's in Jesus' name that we pray.